So this story is about Christmas at the innkeeper's home. So we invite you to use your imagination. You can close your eyes if you wish and just fall into what God's telling us today. Mama, I heard a noise. My eyes fluttered open from their slumber and peered into the darkness of a small child standing beside the bed. His teddy, as always, tucked under his arm. They were inseparable childhood there. Even wash days were challenging, as I'd have to wait till he slept, then smuggle the bear away for washing. He'd stand at the clothesline for hours until bear was dry and never returned. Made for his birth, from Fabric Remnants, Papa's shirt, Mama's apron, a coloured in here, stitched eyes, and a crooked smile. The stuffing had burst through the fabric on many occasions, but there was always stitched while his best friend stood and watched over him until the surgery was complete. Such love and devotion. Come, I said softly. Taking his hand, he walked across the room and back to his bedroom alcove. I scooped him up to put him back into bed and squeezed him tight. Small, sleepy children are so delightful to hold as they just melt into your embrace and into your heart. His bed was flooded with the drapes pulled back and the shutters open. I gathered them close and gazed into the yard below. No moon tonight, but brilliantly lit by something heavenly. Then I too heard a noise, a soft cry. Perhaps the first breath of a newborn infant greeting the world? My husband had come to, that, to bed late, mumbling something about more travellers coming for census. But our inn was full and it was late. So he sent them round to the stable at the back. Man, wife and dog. The woman looked pregnant and was very tired. I rose early the next morning before the household stirred and collected bread and wine, figs and raisin coffee. Gathering my shawl around me, I stepped out into the chill of the early winter dawn with the basket of goodies on my arm. The travellers would not have been able to buy supper as the markets closed at dusk. <coughs> my shoes crunched the whole car, cold hard ground of the yard as I crossed to the stable. All was quiet and the stable doors were closed. I knocked gently, pushing the door ajar. Dust of warm stable air greeted me with the smells of animals and hay. But this morning, it carried something, something different, a strange, strange peace. Yes, peace washed over me with its warmth and comfort and rest. The animals were quiet too. Happy to be in the warm building just outside with still children crisp. My eyes adjusted to the semi-dark and a man appeared before me. Uh, hello, I said. You arrived late after supper, so I thought you might need something before the markets begin today. The man nodded his gratitude with a weary smile. And as I turned to leave, 
I saw his wife holding a tiny baby in her arms. At breakfast, I confirmed to my husband and child that the woman in the stable did have the baby last night. My son paused, spooning me there, and looked toward the window. When he turned back again, he asked, if he's born in our home, does that make him my brother? <laughs> Such innocence of a child. Scooping his face into my hands, I gazed into those large dark eyes, seeing in them such a big heart and such a small boy. We finished breakfast together and went about our daily tasks. In the stable, the baby stirs in the feed trough. The mother rises from her rest to tend. She reaches into the manger and finds her baby awake. Tucked in beside him is a pair. Handmade from fabric remnants, a man's shirt, a woman's apron, a coloured ear here, stitched eyes and a crooked smile. The stuffing had burst through the fabric on many occasions, but he had been carefully mended again and again and again. Obviously one who was greatly loved. Surely, such a precious gift to give a newborn baby. What gift would you have? So good, give it says, when they had come into the house, this is the wise men, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. As, as you move through the gifts, as you look at them closely and study those gifts, it gets a little confusing at first, but yet unusually prophetic. Gold actually represents that Jesus was more than just a baby. He was the prophesied king coming to take on the throne of David, and, and it would be a kingdom that would know no end. You know, Jesus is both human but also divine, fully God, fully man. He is the prophesied king. He is the king of kings. And even the wise men acknowledged him to be greater than themselves, evidenced by the fact that they bowed down and worshipped him, a baby. They knew the significance of this child. Then we look at frankincense, and frankincense is actually used in priestly ministry. It's, it's used to burn before the altar in the holy place. And... This gift was actually depicting Jesus in his priestly ministry to come. That he would be the ultimate high priest for you and for me. And that he would represent us before God the Father. Jesus' life was well-pleasing to God and it's, it's like that sweet smell. 
that incense, that frankincense that goes up to God, our Heavenly Father, and it pleases Him. So the gifts of gold and the gifts of frankincense, they make sense. But then we get to myrrh. And myrrh is interesting. This, this gift could actually be taken as an offensive gift to give a baby. It's not seen at first as perhaps prophetic, although it is. But probably more pathetic to the, oh, the uneducated eye that doesn't understand what myrrh is for. Both frankincense and myrrh are taken as extracts from a tree. And where frankincense was used as burning incense by the priests, and that makes sense, myrrh was, in, uh, was used to embalm the dead. Wow. We have the fortunate situation of being at the other end of the story. We know what happens to Jesus, but at the time, wow, they were in like myrrh. Myrrh takes the cake as one of the most insulting gifts you could give to a baby. Because a baby is new life, and this is used to embalm the dead. But this is a new precious life. Here you go, have some, have some embalming liquid. What a fun baby shower that would have been. But the truth is, myrrh reveals Christ as our Saviour, who will make a way for our old life to be dead, gone, buried, embalmed, treated as never to return again. When you meet Jesus, that's exactly what happens to your life. The old is gone, but the whole of the new is here. So that we may embrace the newness of life that we found in Christ, the old has to go. And it's all because of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Saviour, who came to be born to die, to set us free from the old us. And to make a way for us to be new. You know, we generally think of Christmas as the time that we celebrate the birth of Jesus. That makes sense. But my mind always reflects towards the Easter message as well, because how can there be a death without a birth? The death and resurrection of Jesus are so intricately entwined. And there can't be a death without a birth. Celebrating the birth of our Saviour and the eventual death and resurrection together as part of Christmas, it, it invokes a very powerful experience, and that is called the presence of God. And my prayer tonight is simple. Everyone that's here, I want you to, if you haven't already, and I'm sure you have, but I want you to encounter the presence of God in this place. Because that would be the best Christmas gift you could ever receive. What's the greatest gift that you can offer him? Such a great story. The greatest gift is to offer yourself. Bow down and worship him. And so in this place tonight, I just want to pray and I want to believe for you to encounter Jesus in such a powerful way that it literally transforms your Christmas. I don't know if you're looking forward to tomorrow or not. <laughs> Sometimes family gatherings can be awkward. I get that. I am. Um, I have one of those families. My brother's here tonight. Hey, Clay. <laughs> but we have some interesting get-togethers, don't we? It's always fun. 
I don't know what your Christmas is like, but maybe you're dreading it. Maybe you're thinking, oh man, I've got to sit next to Auntie Gertrude. <laughs> and I've got to pretend I like her trifle. And it's a shocking trifle. <laughs> or maybe you've got to sit next to Uncle Bill. Oh, his name's maybe it's pathetic. Does anyone have an Uncle Bill? Uh, he's not coming. <laughs> And we haven't talked for 50 years. I don't know, that's a long time, maybe 20. It's a bit more realistic, maybe 10. <laughs> I've known to be known to exaggerate a little bit. Just a little bit. But, uh, yeah. Maybe you uh, are just thinking that tomorrow is just going to be a really hard day. Maybe you've had a bad experience this year and just getting together as family is just the thought is daunting and overwhelming. All I know is that when we present ourselves, the best gift that we can give this Christmas, presenting ourselves to the Lord, allowing to breathe on us and allowing to touch us, nothing can come across our path that's going to be too hard. So I'm just going to play and sing. I don't know if others want to join me. I think we're going to plan this. I don't know if I just want to encounter God. We sang this this morning. So I don't know what posture you want to take. Maybe you want to kneel. Maybe you want to close your eyes. Whatever it is that takes you to that place.
up the name of Jesus.
what the water, the rain of the Holy Spirit does in your life. It, it softens the hard places in our hearts. And it allows Him to come gently, so gently minister to us. Because His burden is easy. So I want you to think about an area of your life that's hard right now.
And I pray that it wouldn't just be about food and fellowship and gifts and laughter. And even though all those things are wonderful, let it, let it supersede that because you come. And your presence comes into every home, into every situation, I pray, God. Lord, I'm asking for your, your favor to rest upon your people and your protection to be over them this week. Bless them in Jesus' name.